holiday edition of Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out with uh, Tim Foster. Uh, Tim back there on the Tim Cam, and Tim's been speaking to us whenever we get a chance to talk to him, which actually hasn't been a whole lot since March, and we've got uh, Mr. Mr. Rick Tillman. Hey, buddy, how are you, man? Good to see you. Doing great. How are you, Noel? <laughs> awesome. Happy Noel, Noel. That's right. This is the season, huh. season of good, Noel. Yeah, that's a good look for, uh, for Greg. By the way, uh, Greg and Noel, uh, Jelly of the Month Club, since it's Christmas week, my gift will be arriving on Christmas Day. Awesome. So, uh, All right. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. Bud, budget Thanks, was buddy. a little bit tight. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that coffee cup, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm trying to be festive. It's been a rough year. Yeah. And I've been listening to Christmas tunes since Labor Day. And <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not working either. <laughs> well, it yeah. uh, this is this is a, a fun show, and I'm glad to see you guys. And you know, uh, yeah, a few weeks back we had the anniversary edition, 400 anniversary, uh, not anniversary. Catherine corrected me the 400th episode uh, celebration. Uh, and we invited a lot of critics back to, and friends to, to share their thoughts on celebration films. We thought we'd do the same thing this time with holiday films. And so it doesn't have to be only a Christmas film. It can be a Hanukkah. It could be, uh, you know, uh, Jelly of the Month film. It can be whatever relating to holidays that happen in December and early January. So, so there you go. That's the premise of this show, and it sets up everything. And uh, I thought I'd give uh, Tim and uh, Greg a chance to talk first, and we'll see who else uh, Tim has lined up for us because we've invited quite a few. So, uh, so I tell you what, Tim, we'll start with you. Give us give us a yeah. holiday film that uh, stands out to you, and, and for whatever reason, you can decide and talk about it. Well, you know, guys, sometimes with holiday films, sequels. You know, you don't always see a sequel with a holiday film, but. I've got to go with the Home Alone 2, you know, Home Alone 2, uh, you know, and, you know, Trump's in it, which Greg loves, I know, in a, sh a short, yeah, you can tell he really loves that, but, you know, it just, it had everything, the, uh, you know, you wonder, could they do that, pull this off again, but they did, I mean, Macaulay Culkin, obviously, what he was doing at that time, but I love, you know, I'm a big guy, a big physical comedy fan, you know, Noel, and so I love yeah. what Pesci and and uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, they pulled that off, and and even maybe to another extreme yeah. with Home Alone too. Catherine O'Hare was great, but it just had all the elements, and it's one of those that you know you can just watch every year and just love. I think. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, you know, lightning doesn't always strike twice, but uh, with Home Alone, it, it did strike twice, and and it also spawned sequels and um, sequels that went direct to. The DVD as well, and so yeah, Home Alone too. Good, 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 good choice. With that in mind, uh, Mr. Tillman, what puts you in the spirit of the holiday season? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> this year, anyway. Anyway, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and Dickens's Christmas Carol. I've read the book. There have been so many adaptations, so many variations on it. But my favorite by far, and I've seen it by far more times than anything else, George C. Scott's version of A Christmas Carol. And yeah, he's not a British actor. But, and he doesn't even try to put on a British accent, but he's just marvelous. The score is wonderful. The, the effects are, are really 
top notch for 1984 TV movie kind of effects, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it has heart to it. And there's some humor that's found in it that I've never seen in any other version too, particularly between him and Edward Woodward, the equalizer. Yes. Uh, yes. Christmas presence here, but it's, it's, it's a wonderful movie. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And I've loved that story in, in so many different incarnations of it. We talked about uh, Scrooge, uh, one of my favorites that was a, a full blown, full blown comedy. Uh, but also, this version, absolutely, from 84, I loved George C. Scott. Yeah, love that. Good choice. Good, good choice. We've got quite a few other choices. I'm, I'm getting the text in as we speak uh, of others who are going to be joining us throughout the, the next uh, half hour. And uh, Tim, I think you've got uh, Matt Brunson yep. lined up. And looks yep. like he's going to be talking about a Frank Capra film that we've already mentioned. So let's uh, let's get Brunson on uh, this, uh, this Zoomer net, and then we'll see who else we got lined up. Hey, and uh, welcome, Matt Brunson. Good to see you, man. So so glad you could join us again. We had you for uh, the 400th. And we're having you back talking about the same film, but it's appropriate because this is the holiday episode. And, you know, this film, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, is one that was released after Christmas. It wasn't an original success. It was based on this uh, book from this guy who actually wrote the same screenplay. I think the guy's name is Philip Van Duren Stern, if I got that right. He wrote it in 39 and couldn't get a publisher. And then four years later, decided to send it out with, with Christmas cards. And then it became this classic film that we all know about every single Christmas now. Yeah. Um, it's definitely uh, a classic and it's definitely my favorite. Um, I'm a real traditionalist when it comes to Christmas movies. I'm not a fan of like Home Alone or the Santa Claus, um, but I do like Bad Santa. I guess that's a weird side of me. Uh, but I love the older stuff like Miracle on 34th Street and Meet Me in St. Louis and all. But It's a Wonderful Life is definitely my favorite. Um, it's one I've seen countless times. It's one of those, if I had to go with the top 10 movies I've seen the most in my life, that would be one of them because I've seen it so many times. Well, one thing is the, the spiritual nature of the movie. Uh, whether you're Christian or not, there's just such a soulful aspect about it uh, that really touches something inside you. And it's the whole story, basically, of, in a way, one man's redemption. And, um, you know, he's a good guy all his life. And then all these terrible things happen to him. So he has some divine intervention that ends up... Uh, you know, giving him an alternate view of what his life would be like if, if he had never existed. And, um, and it's just an incredibly moving movie just to see both that, when he's not around, what happens to all these other people, right. and then, then what ultimately happens to him. Because um, uh, as I mentioned before, the movie is really darker than people give it credit for. Um, right. Lionel Barrymore plays Mr. Potter, the villain of the piece, and it's, it's like Pinocchio, where the bad guy in Pinocchio gets away. This right. is the same thing. He, he right. never, he never gets punished. And uh, James Stewart's character, George Bailey, uh, he's pretty nasty to uh, Uncle uh, Billy there for, for a <laughs> <laughs> basically slapping him around when he thinks he lost the money. So it's not just a you know happy, feel-good yeah. movie. It has some real depth to its emotions, and I think that's one yeah. of the things that makes it enduring. Awesome. If there's one word that you could use to describe this film, It's a Wonderful Life, what would that word be? perfect <laughs> okay awesome awesome well matt thanks for joining us matt brunson right here for the holiday special so good to see you man and uh, hope you have a wonderful season ahead likewise hey jason good to see you man jason black jason at the movies from oklahoma city man good to see you that sooner there i, I really thought that uh, we were going to be connecting a little bit of uh, not too long ago with gardner webb and the ncaa tournament but 
you and I have uh, known each other for a, a couple years now years through the now, Critics' yeah. Choice Organization and Critics' Choice Association, and really glad you could be here for this holiday special on films. And we've kind of thrown it out there to the critics and said, it can be a Christmas film, it can be a Hanukkah film, it could even be a New Year's film. And, oh. and even it could be a film that maybe just takes place uh, during the holiday time. But um, you, you've got one that I, I think you're saying should not be on that list. Yeah, sort of. I, so you actually just set this up nicely with, you know, does it take place during a holiday time? So mine, of course, is Die Hard. And the thing about this Die Hard argument is, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? I got to be honest with you. I have an opinion. I'll share it with you here in a few minutes. But overall, I just, I just hate this argument. And the reason why is because I just think it's stupid. And the reason that I think it's stupid is because... The thing about this argument is that now, every time someone brings it up, they act like they're the first person to think of this, or they think that they're like so clever that they thought of something that you've never thought of before. Like, I'm gonna go, oh yeah, you're right. But the thing about it is that it gets brought up so much now, it's so played out, that now it has turned me against it. Whether it was a Christmas movie or not, I'm on the other side, and I'll tell you why. Because, First off, it was released in July. Summer blockbusters are not Christmas movies. If TNT wants to run it on Christmas, that's a good time. It's fun. But overall, if we want to say that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, well then, I watched another movie not too long ago during the pandemic. It's a classic called A League of Their Own. And while <laughs> I was watching it, I realized, you know what, Gina Davis's husband is away during the war. So does that make A League of Their Own a World War II movie? Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so when Veterans Day rolls around, you're not firing up A League of Their Own, okay? And when Christmas rolls around, you shouldn't be firing up Die Hard either. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter what I think. I just overall think that this whole argument is stupid. <laughs> right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> right back there at you, man. And a little, a little mug for you there. It, I saw it. I saw it. Man, I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I understand it as well. Just like Lethal Weapon and a few other ones. But, you know, I will Shane say Black. that. Well, I will yeah. say that I do. Uh, yeah, he's Shane Black. I will say that I do bring some of those movies out so I can have some other films other right. than the Christmas vacations and the elves and those kinds of things. So it's nice to have those in the background from time to time. But, but that's the thing. You wouldn't watch Christmas Vacation in July. Yeah. You would watch Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I would also watch Die Hard at Christmas because sure. of the background music. And, and, and like and I said, stuff. at the yeah. end of the day, who really cares? Exactly. Enjoy what you want. Right? Jason, thanks, man. Really good to see you. Uh, thanks right. for joining us right here on Meet Me the Movies. And Jason, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at JasonBlack23, but I'm not a great follow. So otherwise, just look for me at the movies if we ever get to go back. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas, man. All right. <laughs> Daryl, buddy, good to see you, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's always <laughs> nice to be in the house of Noel. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the season of Noel as well. So it that is. makes it even <laughs> better man even better well here we are with the um, kind of the holiday edition and, and we've invited several folks back and i'm glad you were one that, that could come and do this uh, you know when it comes to the holiday season one movie i feel always goes overlooked is trading places it's one of the early 
Eddie Murphy movies. I think it might be like his second movie behind Beverly Hills Cop, if I remember correctly. Uh, people talk about Eddie Murphy. They talk about Coming to America or Beverly Hills Cop or some of their later stuff like like Dolomite. But people always forget about Trading Places and Dan Aykroyd as well. And I've always looked at it as like a, a passing of the torch from old SNL. Uh, Aykroyd had been gone for a few years to Eddie Murphy in the prime of SNL. Uh, and it's just a wonderfully funny petty film that i can always put on and and get my holiday cheer laughs out of it's a movie i i love true yeah I, i'm right there with you and of course jamie lee curtis i mean if, if for nothing else jamie lee curtis in that film hey, yes that always wonderful it. always wonderful and it's you know directed by landis personal yeah. misgivings aside he is in a prime of his career he done thriller earlier in the yes. year directing yeah. so he is also in top form the most easy to glean out of that when it comes to themes is just treating people with decency, yeah. which, you know, shouldn't just be a holiday theme. It should right. be a year round theme, but you know, just, just giving people their due respect, no matter what your station or their station in life is. Yeah. The fact that you had these, these two wealthy people who just treated people like pawns, you know, they, they kind of get their come up. It's because yeah. they weren't good people. Absolutely. Well, Daryl, man, uh, always good to see you. And, uh, and may your holiday season be one worth remembering. Likewise, and all y'all out there as well, I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Christian Jessup, hey, buddy, good to see you, man. So glad you could join us for the holiday edition of a Meet Me at the Movies. And, and we've been communicating, and I think there's a movie you've got uh, lined up that you want to chat about. Yeah, that's right. Merry Christmas, Noel. And I've got a movie that I not only think is the definitive version of the Christmas Carol story, but one of the greatest Christmas films of all time, and that is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, features Michael Caine in the lead role as Scrooge. Incredible performance from him. Um, I really think, you know, obviously you've got all your classic Muppets in there, but I think really his performance is what brings it all together. He's got some hilarious moments, some surprisingly emotional moments in there. Um, and I really loved how this story, in a still fun way, really dives into Scrooge's backstory um, really kind of looks at the moments in which he chose money over yes. his loved ones, yeah. over his, like past. Um, yeah, really beautiful. Cool, beautiful stuff. This is actually the second version of A Christmas Carol that's made it on the show. Earlier in the show, Greg Tillman talked about uh, George C. Scott's version of A Christmas Carol. I'm with you. I love this one. Thomas loves this one as well, and he loves the song Marley and Marley. Whoa! That's one of his favorites. Uh, I do want to also mention the movie was released in 1992, but there have been revival showings, especially during the, the COVID years. And so uh, during that time period, during Christmas, you can go back to theaters and actually see it. So uh, if, if you're watching this uh, and it's 2020 still, uh, you could probably catch uh, the uh, Christmas Carol, the Muppets Christmas Carol in theaters, uh, the way it was intended. Uh, Christian, any final thoughts before we wrap things up and, uh, and, and see who's next in line? I don't think so. Just hope all our viewers have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy the end of the year. Awesome. Christian Jessup, thanks for joining us right here on this holiday edition of Meet Me in the Movies, and we'll see who we've got lined up next. Look at this. Another Manning on screen. How awesome is this? <laughs> Good to see you, Catherine. Good to see you. Well, um, uh, what we're doing here is we're celebrating the holiday season, and we're talking about films. Um, one of my favorites, it's just one that I feel like I have to watch every single year. And I think it's kind of an underappreciated under film. Um, so it's about 
this brother and sister and they're going and they're traveling to their dad's house for Christmas. Their parents are divorced. And it, it appears that um, it's a cross country flight. I'm not sure that they ever actually say that that's what it is, but I, I think it's a cross country flight. And they have um, a layover and um, a blizzard hits. And so they're put in this room with all these other unaccompanied minors. And so all these kids who are traveling by themselves for the holidays, um, and they um, they just realize they're like, this is crazy. This is this is nuts because they're put in <laughs> with a lot of kids who just misbehave. Yep. Um, and so uh, there are um, several kids who actually escape the group. They figure out how to escape, and they just wreak havoc at the airport. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like a very grumpy man who's kind of the head of um, making sure they're all safe and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a huge blizzard hits, so everybody's stranded. Um, and kind of just this movie of all these guys just doing all sorts of crazy things yeah. <laughs> um, all through the airport. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, um, it's got a, some Home Alone kind of feel to it. So, Catherine, there is message, there is theme. We, we find that with really any movie. And, and this one had quite a few. And I talked about Home Alone earlier, but I do think it's also got a Breakfast Club kind of feel to it. Yes. So I think um, the real meaning at the heart of this is, so all these kids have gone through divorce. They've gone through parents who are maybe indifferent. Um, and I think the real meaning is that you can create your own family. Awesome. Catherine, uh, so good to see you and great film choice. And hope you have a joyous Noel uh, during this season. You as well. You as well. Douglas Davidson, he's back. He's hey, back. it's so good to see you. <laughs> you so too, good man. to be here. You too, buddy. Is this I'm the not... 500th episode <laughs> already? <laughs> No, it's the, it's the holiday edition. Oh. And holiday is up to interpretation as long as it falls within December. And, and I'll even give you like January 1st because that's New Year's. That's and true. We've had, we've had all sorts of things. We even, you know, we, we've got an ongoing dialogue right here about is right on. a Christmas movie. It and does take place during Christmas. That's yes. right. That's right. So it depends on what your interpretation is as, as for what film you decide to go with. So, so give me your choice, Mr. Douglas Davidson. Well, there's a lot of films that take place around the holiday, some that involve the holiday. And me being from the uh, Judaic persuasion, there are not as many to pick from. And the one that I thought I'd talk about, it's it involves uh, one of the most public Jews, if you will, Seth Rogen. It is the uh, sort of romantic holiday comedy, The Night Before, yes. which was directed by Jonathan Levine, a frequent collaborator with Seth Rogen. This is a pretty hilarious film, primarily takes place on Christmas Eve, and it's centered on three friends, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie, who are childhood friends that always get together and spend Christmas Eve together ever since when uh, Ethan, Gen Joseph Gordon-Levin's character, his parents passed away, tragically. So he's sort of been on his own and uh, when this film takes place, all three characters are kind of in a crisis. One is involved in a scandal involving sports. One is about to become a dad for the first time and another one is still dealing with his, uh, 
his his romantic life that is falling yeah, apart. Yeah. There's all kinds of adventures, including Michael Shannon playing a wonderful angel. We're going to put that in quotes, <laughs> but it is it's it's not uplifting in the kind of of holiday way you expect. It's just about people supporting each other, loving each other, yeah. and recognizing that family isn't just the people that you're biologically related to. Yes, but the people that stand by you, the people that support you, and the people that love you. Absolutely. And uh, it's also got one of the most wonderful, ugly sweaters I think I've ever seen that <laughs> Seth Rogen wears, which has a giant star of David on it. Yes. And I've been trying to track that down. I can't find it. <laughs> but it's just it's just so much fun. And it's adult in how they talk about things. It's also really wonderful that you've got these three guys who are very close that discuss their emotions. And particularly, I mean, this is from 2015. It's five yeah. years ago. But it's still important that people talk. But yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. The night before from 2015, Douglas, good to see you for this uh, edition, this holiday edition of a Meet Me at the Movies. Always great to see you, man. And uh, I hope Likewise. you have a, a wonderful season and uh, stay safe. And congratulations on that new baby in your life as well. It, thank you very much. Uh, Preston Miles arrived early and we're very glad to have it. But <laughs> happy holidays to you, to your family, your wonderful family, except for Thomas. He knows what he did. <laughs> Uh, but okay, fine. It's the holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> and of course, to everybody watching. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, man, Adam, good to see you, buddy. I, you know, I invited a whole bunch of people to come and do this holiday special to, to share something about a holiday film uh, or a film that gets them in the holiday mood and moment. And I'm glad you could join us. I'm never sure who's going to join us, kind of like our anniversary special, but I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Well, glad to be here uh, yet again. Um, I've become a, a regular face here for the last couple of episodes. People may be getting tired of me, and if they are, I apologize. But uh, yeah, I do have something lined up. It's uh, a holiday affair from 1949. I think you can see it there. Uh, it stars Robert Mitchum and Janet Lee, and it's a uh, it's it's. It's an interesting movie because uh, some of the things that happen in this film are, uh, are things that are going on uh, that you can relate to today's world because the main character played by Janet Lee is what we would call a secret shopper these days. Uh, she's called a comparison shopper in the film, and she goes around to stores trying to see what they're selling their products for, and she gets paid to do this, and she will buy the product take it home and then bring it back and return it and say, ah, it doesn't really fit, doesn't work, whatever. And she pulls that trick on Robert Mitchum, who's the clerk at the store. He, he's on to her. He knows what she's up to. And, but he feels sorry for her because he realizes that she's trying to make a living for her and her kid. And so uh, he says, I'll take it back. Well, he gets fired. She feels guilty for getting him fired. <laughs> and she's got a boyfriend already. Uh, her husband was killed in the war. So now she's torn between these two people. Her son really likes the Robert Mitchum character, and her son wants the train. He wants to keep the train. So the Mitchum character's got to figure out a way to actually buy the train for the little boy. And uh, it's it's a really charming film. It's a very small film. Yeah, yeah. Very short, yeah. hour and 27 minutes, but but okay. really good. So in, so in 30 seconds, what is it that makes this the essential holiday kind of film? It's, it's just a really charming, sweet little film about uh, doing things that for other people, basically just, you know, putting your own interests at bay in the, in the spirit of the greater good, so gotcha. to speak. And, gotcha. and I think that's what it's about. Uh, awesome. So 
Awesome. Anyway. Adam Long, thanks for uh, spending time with us. And the name of the film is Holiday Affair. Yes. Recently released by the Warner Archive. They've done a great job with the restoration. I'd highly recommend it. Awesome. Adam Long from Focus Newspaper and also Movie Geeks United joining us for the holiday special. Thanks, buddy. Great to see you, man. Great to see you, too. Merry Christmas. Let's see who else is online. Well, who do we have here? I think it's yet another Manning. Look at that. It's and another Manning. Hey, man, how are you? We're always, always popping up all over the place. <laughs> Crazy how that works. You know, we're like those cockroaches, man. You just can't get rid of us, you know? I was thinking something more, more endearing, like a, like a gopher or something, just popped out of the ground. But uh, I mean, the whack a mole. It's like the whack a mole, right? Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm okay being compared to a cockroach. That's all right, man. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time. Well, they, they had some really good songs. No, that was the Beatles. Sorry, a whole different group. Uh, well, uh, one thing they did not do, they never did a Christmas album, a full Christmas album. Now, I'd love to have heard that. And there is a, a, a band of Beatles impersonators called the Fab Four that did a Christmas album that's pretty good. But we're not talking about Christmas albums. We are talking about holiday favorites. And I, I, it's kind of all over the place what you can decide to talk about. We've shared that with everybody. So what's on your list, sir? All right. So I'm going to go with Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, you might say that is definitely not a Christmas movie. Christmas probably doesn't even exist within the Star Wars universe. However, in my association of the feelings of first watching this movie, it's definitely a Christmas movie. So it came out in December of 2015, I believe. And uh, there was, we, we stayed away from spoilers for the first two nights. We weren't able to get to the theaters until that first weekend. And uh, they were having a 24-hour marathon over at the Big E Theater in Gaffney, South Carolina. So we're like, we're going to go to a 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning screening for the first time. It was cold. It was like 30 degrees. Driving over there in the dark, playing Christmas music on the radio. We go and watch the first you know, Star Wars movie in theaters in like 15 years or so. <laughs> and just everything, all those warm feelings and emotions revolving around that and putting it within that context, that time period in that setting. It's, yeah. a Christmas, it's a Christmas movie to me. Also, some of the music kind of seems to be influenced by some Christmas chimes and bells. If you <laughs> listen to John Williams' score for Ray's theme, our, our protagonist, it's got some of those Christmas chimes and bells. Uh, also, the climax of the film takes place on a snow planet. And of course, snow only happens at Christmas, as we know. <laughs> so that is why Star Wars The Force Awakens is a Christmas movie and why it's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Well, uh, well, joyous Noel to you, sir. And uh, it looks like you're surrounded by a lot of uh, joyous holiday uh, apparel and movies behind you. So take care. Glad you could join us, buddy. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, Tim and Greg, man, what a what a great lineup of folks we had talking about all sorts of things going from Home Alone, which we first started with, to Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie or not? Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I didn't see that one uh, coming, and sure enough, it was. Uh, well, Thomas, Holland... really needs, Thomas really needs to watch something else for once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, does he have a copy of uh, What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I've got the 45. Yeah, I've got, I've got an MP3 of it, and uh, and we've also uh, I've got a, I do have a VHS recording of that original Star Wars holiday special, which really? I do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, we need to talk after we sign okay. off. I do not recommend anybody watching it; they want quality entertainment. But if you just want to laugh, <laughs> it may be worth watching. 
Well, uh, well Tim and Greg, uh, Merry Christmas, um, Merry happy Christmas. holidays, happy new year, whatever uh, holiday you decide to celebrate. We appreciate it. Any final thoughts or comments before I go to the uh, movie quote of the week? No, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Great holiday. Yeah, All right. Great um, holiday and and hopefully a better 2021 for sure. <laughs> well, Movie Code of the Week, we will wrap things up from the movie Fred Claus, The World is What You Make It. And it all starts with what you make of yourself. And that is your Christmas movie quote of the week uh, for Greg Tillman, for Tim Foster. I'm Noel Team Man of the Second. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a joyous Noel and uh, whatever else it is that you celebrate. See you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Be a part of building the future. Be a welder. The welding technology program at Cleveland Community College prepares you with the science, the technology, and the skills to be a successful welder. Experienced instructors using state-of-the-art equipment train students using industry standard skills developed through classroom training and practical application. Successful graduates are in high demand and are employed as entry-level technicians in welding and metalworking industries. Learn more. Call Cleveland Community College at 704-669-4077.